everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Frank in Fredericksburg asks, do you psychologists just go around analyzing people all the time? Thanks, Frank. Good question, Frank. Nick, this has to be like the most common response oh, to with, someone without question finding this out is... you're a psychologist. Um, yeah, almost without fail, this is going to be asked in a social <laughs> setting, right? <laughs> How do you typically respond to this? Um, I like to start off with explaining psychologist does not mean magician. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I cannot read people's minds. I have no secret insight into the mysteries of the universe. <laughs> I'm not particularly attuned to, you know, the universe's energies and vibrations and, and you know, that other nonsense. But is that required to analyze someone? I don't know. I suppose it depends what we mean by analyze someone. But I get the sense when people ask that, you get the sense that you're, you're doing sort of like, every time you meet, as a psychologist, every time I meet someone, I'm doing like a, like a mental x-ray and I'm like seeing inside yeah, yeah, yeah. their head to things that other people don't see and maybe they don't even know. You get the impression that they feel like you have more insight into who they are yeah. than you really do. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, you know like when people people take a personality test, they'll take like the Myers-Briggs, right? I'm a, oh, I took this test and I realized I'm an INFJ, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I sort of imagine that when people find out I'm a psychologist, I walk around seeing little, like, index cards with INFJ over their head right. or PQRS or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever right. that is. And I do not. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I, do, I uh, yeah, no. You don't categorize everybody you meet into a personality profile list of clinical disorders, possible <laughs> substance abuse disorders. You don't do that? No, not everyone I meet has a, has a diagnosis floating over their head. The file in your mind about who they are. Well, what do, you, what do you think people mean when they ask that question? I think you're right. I think, they, I think they're... I think there is an assumption that because of what you do, you do it all the time. Right? Um, what? Analyze people? Yeah. That... That because of what you do and, and, and being able to listen to some to people, organize data about them, interact with them in a kind of therapeutic way, that it's natural for you to do that in, in almost every setting, I guess. Well, I would say I, I do listen to people and I keep track of what I think about what they say and I try to be thoughtful. When I... <laughs> see, the, see, I'm torn about this question because if you say and really mean Yes, when they ask you this question, the conversation shifts around a bit. What do you mean? If someone asks you, are you analyzing me right now? And you say, yeah, kind well, of. Yeah, most you know, definitely. Then, then, yeah, things shift. And so I used to be really torn about this. and, and Or I, I used to be very clear-cut and say, no, I'm not analyzing you. But in fact, aren't we all analyzing each other? All the time. All the time, like everybody is, right? That's not a, it's not a unique thing to our profession to meet someone, pay attention to keywords, key phrases, patterns of behavior. 
I don't, I don't, so yeah, I, you know, more and more I kind of answer, not the way you think I am, but in the same way you're analyzing me. So what I, I take that to mean is, I turn it people, into a discussion now, <laughs> which is another therapeutic trick, I guess. I don't know. I think ev everyone would acknowledge that we all kind of judge each other all the time. We form opinions about each other and, and constantly. constantly yeah, yeah forming almost all the time, right? But when people use the word analyze, I think what they're implying is that you're you're good at reading people. So it's not just opinion. Like you actually know something about them that's like objective and really uh, yeah. and really true beyond the just like layman's like opinion formation. You can really see into someone's soul. Oh, and I, and I would say. Obviously, you can't do that anyway, right? Speak for yourself. But I don't think that's what they mean when they say analyze. You don't think so? Uh -uh. What do you? So you, you just think we're judging them, that they're. So what so, do they mean by analyze? Why do they say analyze instead of? <laughs> so I've had conversations with people. You know that that question pops out when when they ask, "Hey, what do you do?" Um, you know, and, and they they tell a couple of stories to you. They talk about their personal life for a little bit. And, you know, I'll pick up on, they told me two stubborn, or two situations where they reacted pretty stubbornly to opposition, right? Okay. That is kind of analysis, right? That's kind of me picking up on a pattern, storing it, organizing it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've even commented sometimes, you know, on, on a situation where you're like, oh, you know, seems like, seems like you react this way sometimes, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, you are analyzing me or see, you are analyzing me. And, and it's not that I'm analyzing them with a pen and pad and, you with know, a specific intent. Yeah. I'm not filling out a personal inventory, but I, I almost think that's what somebody else would do. If, if I were talking to them and telling them a couple stories and there seem to be common themes in those stories, I think we or, or, or everybody is analyzing everyone all the time. And I'm torn about this now. So do people just think you're better at it because you're, so that you're well, more I, likely I, to actually know something about them than your average person? Yeah, I think that's the assumption. And, 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 and that they're somewhat nervous or um, I think the question arises sometimes out of this like nervous, like, oh, it might be judged. And, and yeah, it's a self-conscious moment for him. Um, but I mean, Nick, you meet people, you hear their stories, you hear the topics they talk about, and, and you don't formulate, you know, you don't use your skill set that you've developed as a psychologist sometimes to, to organize information and to, I mean, anytime you meet someone, I feel like you start building a file. Yeah. We all do this, right? We all kind of say, okay, you know, you meet Jim, Jim's like this, Jim does these things, Jim likes those things. And I, and I would, I would venture a guess that a psychologist's file is just a little bit more organized and a little bit more, um, Functional in some ways. What, what does that mean? What do you mean functional? 
Uh, well, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think how can you not do? How can you not be a therapist all day long, right, every day, right, and right. not organize information? It's just a part of what we've learned, I think, in, in grad school is just a way to um, understand and organize information about people. Yeah. So here's what I think I do do. I don't think I have any like deep insights into what someone's personality secretly is. But as a therapist, through training and experience, what I do have is more labels and terms for things. So what I mean by that, like here's a really concrete example. Like say someone says, oh yeah, you know, I was, they were talking about how they were frustrated with their, their spouse not helping out with the dishes, right? And they talked about how they said something kind of snarky like, um, you're just going to sit there and watch TV after dinner? Right. You know, and so they're, they're telling you that. And as soon as I hear that, in my mind, passive aggressive comes up, right? Man, or passive aggressive, yeah, <laughs> all these terms, right? Right. Or like, oh, like not communicating assertively. Now, most most people maybe they've heard the term assertive communication, but that's like technical jargon that means something to us, and that ostensibly is kind of helpful. And of course, I hear that stuff, and that that just pops into my head. So I have a label for that that. Thing they talked about that someone else wouldn't have a label for. Just they would just hear that story, and you know, there's no particular. So maybe that's what you mean by we organize stuff a little bit differently because we have these different labels and categories for things, especially kind of human behavior. Yeah, I, I totally agree, I, and, and and that would be my position. That, that definitely we we uh, store and organize information differently. But my thought is, as well, is that you know, an, an assessment or, or, or analyzing someone is a a process that has a an end function, mm -hmm. right? I analyze my clients, patients, so that I can better help them um, engage in behavior change that they've designated as important to them. Sure, makes sense. Yep. Um, do I? analyze, organize information, collect information in a social setting, in a purely social setting, um, and, and use it in, in, a, in a kind of purely social um, end function. What does that mean? What do you mean? Um, let me see. Like you're at a cocktail party. I'm at a cocktail party. I'm collecting in, and I'm talking to someone and Again, that file opens and I start, you hear words and you're labeling them passive aggressive, that's a man, there's a, a nonverbal man, there's, you know, they, this person has a habit of, um, you know, has a, a, a motor tick or whatever, and you're, you're just picking up on those things, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, if, if we were in a session, those would be things maybe I would point out, Sure. you know, we would talk about whatever it is. What what do you use that information for in a social setting? I don't know that I consciously use it for anything. That's why I feel like even right. the word collecting is too strong to me. Like you, I, yeah. I notice stuff, but I'm not, I don't feel like I'm doing anything with it. Yeah. And maybe I'm just totally biased here. That's a giant blind spot. Okay, I so, am. so for example, um, I, I'm, I, I date, right? I go out on a, a date. I'm, I'm definitely collecting information to see if I want to see this person again. Sure. Right? Sure. So as, there is, as anyone who dates does. Right. So 
as I hear, <coughs> excuse me, uh, common themes that come up, yeah, there's a there's a point at which I'm going to use that information to make a judgment about whether I contact that person again, whatever it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think in a lot of situations where this question gets asked, you're right. There is no function, right? And so, so someone's saying, are you analyzing me? I would almost say no. I, I mean, there's no end function to this, right? Like I'm meeting you, we're having a casual conversation. I'm not gonna help you with some behavior change. I'm not determining whether we're gonna date or not. I'm not gonna determine whether um, you go to the hospital today or anything like that. I'm not collecting this information for any end really function, right? And so those are moments I might say, no, I'm absolutely not analyzing you, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense at all. Yeah, because one of the things that is um, challenging but also distinctive about therapy as a therapist is you're you're always kind of doing two things at once. You're you're listening, hopefully kind of perceptively to what people are saying, right. but then you're also always trying to integrate that new information with the project of therapy, like where you're going. Right. When someone is describing some awkward interaction they had on a date, right, you're trying to say, how does this fit into their big goal of working on their social anxiety, mm -hmm. right? And that that kind of dual process, you're always kind of doing two things at once, right. is to me very distinctive of therapy. And I, I do not feel like I'm doing that very often outside of therapy. Agreed. I would, I would yeah. And, and for the most part, when people ask that question, I say no. Now, this question comes up on every day I have, though. As soon as, you know, are you, what do you do for a living? I'm a psychologist. Oh, great. You're analyzing me right now. And in those situations, I almost want to say, well, yeah, the same way you're analyzing me right now, right? We're both analyzing each other. And I think in certain contexts, social contexts, that's happening. Yeah. And, and at a lower level, it happens in every context, I think, to some degree. I mean, you're, you're always kind of... But I, I, would, I would worry that in a context like that, the, the person you're dating feels inadequate because they, there's kind of this competitive thing that kicks in where they feel like, well, he's better at it, though. Like this is what he does all day long, so he's going to have kind of a leg up on me somehow. Like I, I worry that that's what people are kind of afraid of when they ask that question. That there's going to be this differential where like, and you don't think there's a differential? Not really. Not unless I'm like really actively trying. And I don't. I, I don't even know. Like I, I'm not so sure that I'm all that in a just normal casual interaction with someone. I don't know that I'm all that much more perceptive about human behavior than anyone else's. Really? Yeah. I mean, I feel like my, I can be if I see someone every single week for, you know, 16 weeks and we have this like narrowly defined thing that I'm trying to help them on. But I'm, I'm not at all confident that I'm just more attuned to like human nature than other people. I think, um, I'm, I don't know. I'm torn about that a little bit. I think I, I would almost say this is a skill set that you practice constantly. But is, isn't it a skill set that you, you have to deliberately kind of deploy for it to really be in, does it just automatically happen if you're not conscious about it? Maybe? I don't know. 
Like I think about in, in terms of parenting sometimes or like my relationship with my wife. Sure, sure, sure. There, there are, when something happens, like some kind of stressful thing happens, there are definitely moments when I kind of kick into and pull out some of my tools. Like I'm giving all these recommendations to people and I think to myself, yeah, maybe I should do some of this stuff yeah, that yeah, I talk yeah, about yeah, all yeah. the time. And I think that that can be useful, but it, it feels, that feels very discreet to me, like I'm flipping a switch. Uh-huh. And in most, like when I go to Starbucks or when I'm in one of the grocery store talking to the checkout person, like I don't feel like that switch is on. But maybe that maybe I'm deluding myself. Maybe it is. I, I would. I don't know if I'd go so far to say maybe um, you're totally wrong. But I, I guess to use your metaphor, that switch. I, I bet sometimes it's flipped and you don't know it. Yeah, I mean that's. that's or, or maybe you're not as aware of it as as maybe. Um, but but if I'm not aware of it, can it be really useful? Like, is it? Am I? I think that's what differentiates, right? Like when I'm sitting across from a potential date and I'm trying to collect information on whether I want to, you know, spend more time with somebody, I think I've noticed the, the switch is flipped and I am collecting some information on behavior patterns, responses. Yeah. With an intent to use that information. A, to, to make a decision, yeah. that decision, right? And am I better at it than they are? Maybe not. You know, I'm sure they could sit across from me and they're doing the same thing. I just think that's happening, right? Yeah. So if that's the definition of, are you analyzing me or that analysis? I would say, yeah, the same way you are analyzing me. Um, but I, but I, I know that there are sometimes when I am at Starbucks and I'm watching some guy lose his mind because his coffee isn't the right temperature, and the the switch is definitely flipped, and I'm like, wow, yeah. where did this guy learn this from, and and how? useful is this in this context and how, right? Yeah, that's interesting because I would almost say for me, it's more likely for the switch to be flipped when I'm just observing, not interacting. In the middle, in, yeah, actually yeah. interacting with that someone. That might be fair enough. Like I think it's, it's, I'm more likely, if I am analyzing, I'm more likely to do it when I'm just watching. Or if, or if they're, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's following along. Um, or if there's a an outcome you're interested in. So let's yeah. say when your daughter gets to school and has an interaction with the teacher and you can kind of, you have a parent-teacher conference about it and you're trying to suss out like, how do I communicate with this person in the most effective way? And you're picking up on their emotional volatility, you're picking up on their uh, frustration. The or, kid or the teacher? The teacher. <laughs> So, yeah, in that, in that situation, for example, my daughter at one point um, had, a, had a teacher, I think, respond to her poorly. And as I drove to the school, I realized I'm, I'm a bit upset here and I need to kind of regulate to make sure that my message gets across and I'm effective in here. And, and I know I walked into that meeting um, gauging both the teacher and the principal and looking for their, you know, indications of their emotional kind of temperature. Yeah. Um, so you go into that with the switch flipped. Yeah, with the, sw- the switch is flipped, and yeah. I'm, and, but I've got an agenda, and I'm trying to make it work for me, and so maybe it's just switched on a little bit more. I'm not collecting a file, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not doing a true analysis 
for sure, but I am definitely analyzing the situation, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. What do you, okay, so to step back a little bit, when people ask that question, what really motivates that question, do you think? Like, what, what are they looking for when they ask that? I, I think you're, you're right. I think their initial, um, I think what gets triggered is this kind of vulnerability issue. Like, oh, I've just entered the ring <laughs> with someone who, who may be better at seeing me than I am seeing me. Yeah. I, mean, that's I think a, you're that's right. a pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, it's got to be. It has to be. It's interesting, though, that that's just not something I ever think about. Like, I don't ever, like, approach an interaction, you know, like, tapping my fingers thinking, hmm, I clearly know more about this person than yeah. they do about well, themselves. And I think that's a good thing for them to hear. Right? Yeah. Like, you, you do want to neutralize that and say, look, I'm not, I have no agenda here. I'm not. I'm not that interested in you. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> we just met. I'm just trying to get general information. The same way you are. And I think that that's the conversation I only had that once where I'm like, well, I think you know you're definitely analyzing me as well. Um, but but yeah, I think there is like this immediate feeling of vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that like, oh, I've got to watch what I say now because this person is collecting uh, information I don't want to be exposed. Right. Kind of thing. I think too. Part of it is um, the longer I. I'm a psychologist and talk about being a psychologist, the more I realize a lot of people aren't super clear on what a psychologist is. Partly because psychologists can mean lots of different things. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm always thinking about when I say psychologist, what's the image in their head that pops up? Freud. <laughs> right. Or, or is it like a uh, you know, CIA agent doing counterterrorism you know, <laughs> analysis? Yeah. Or is it some like, you know, hippie counselor doing like trust falls out in the forest, you right. know, like, or you know, there's like a million images that come up. Or am I like a, um, you know, a doctor who's like pushing pills on people or, you know, doing shock therapy or like, it's, it's amazing. Like the or am, range... I in, am I in a lab running that? Exactly. Yep. Or... Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's like a big part of it is that people aren't. They're not sure what that entails. Like when someone says they're a psychologist, like who knows what they think like that they're means. aware that they don't know what that really means, or just you, I don't know what they're thinking when I say psychologist. Oh, I see. Like that makes a big difference. Do they think I'm, you know, like a CIA profiler, or do they think I'm like a ex hippie, like you know, energy healer? Right. You know, like what. That kind of matters for the rest of the conversation, I would think. Because psychologists do delve into all sorts of that range, I guess. Yeah, or at least people perceive that. Yeah. Right? It's kind of a fuzzy term that people kind of know what it means, but there's a lot of wiggle room. So are you saying that the question, are you analyzing me, is meant to clarify what kind of psychologist you are or what that term even means? Yeah, I think just the the range of possibilities is kind of nerve-wracking to people, I would think. Oh, and so here you and I are thinking um, that question is more pointed than it really is. Yeah. Well, um, no, I, I no, I think it's very. Yeah, I think it's they're more concerned about it than I maybe perceive. Okay. Like they're more. Um, 
I don't know, but maybe again, maybe this is taking ourselves too seriously here. Well, I think that's. I mean, this is the point of even having these discussions and doing this podcast, right? Is like to <laughs> to kind of um, pull back the curtain, so to speak, yeah, on right. what maybe pop culture or what someone's preconceived notions are about psychologists. And I'm sure in the first episode or two of this. A lot of things will be dispelled about, about our profession. How brilliant and insightful we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, how, As we jump up to 30 minutes of a podcast episode with our feet in our mouths. Like. Right, right. <laughs> and I can't finish a sentence to save my life. Don't get, don't get the picture. Um, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, we, have, we, no. we don't even know anything about ourselves, much less you. I don't know, but I do think... I, Of course, I think... <laughs> My answer to that question, are you analyzing me now, will probably, in a social situation, be no. But in my head, I'll say yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Not sure. that that means anybody needs to be nervous, because my powers of observation are definitely limited, as we've talked about, and aren't being used to some malevolent <laughs> end or anything like that. But I think anytime two people meet, there's an analysis going on from both directions. That's, that's sure. pretty true. Sure. Um, in fact, most social situations do have some function to them, right? Yeah. But I think most people ask that question out of a kind of, well, because they think, sure, we all analyze to some extent, but this person, they just said they're a psychologist, that's what they do for a living. Yeah. Like that's literally their job yeah. is to analyze people. That's what people think. And I'm a little ashamed of you <laughs> that you think you're not better at it than the average bear. You know? I, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean that that is probably the I, I think if you put if you put me the hubris in me. Hubris. I don't think I'm any, I think it's context dependent. I'm probably, if you just took someone who doesn't have any training in, in therapy or psychology and you put them in a therapy room and said, do therapy with this person, I would be better at it than your average person at actually doing therapy. But if you just. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> but if you just, you know, compared how I interact with, you know, my barista at Starbucks compared to a bunch of other people, I don't know that I'm any more insightful about my barista's personality than anyone else. Okay. Because I honestly, I just, I don't you think don't about think it that much. You don't think you're picking up on anything. I, and I don't, I don't think I want to. Like, I, I do, I do it all day long. Why, why, why would I want to do it? In, uh, and that's definitely a good point. You know, and that's, that's something I, I definitely say sometimes in my canned response to that question that gets asked at least once a day, you know. Um, and, that, and I think that's very true. Like, I'm not doing some deep psychological analysis on as we meet socially over coffee. Unless, not, you, unless you want to pay me. I'm not doing that. Right, right, right. Um, but but it's your contention then that you're really not not organizing and collecting certain things that maybe other people would. Not in any practically significant way. Like maybe a few things get filed more than your average person, but... I don't know that I necessarily access them anymore. I like See, I don't even and do I definitely wouldn't say like 
I'm 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 definitely super skilled and pick up on a ton more than anybody else would. But I would say that I, my filter is probably different from the average person. And again, I'm not saying I'm Yoda. I'm not saying I'm a Jedi. I'm not saying anything like that. But I would say, I mean, maybe it's my hubris and pride, but I would say, I would hope that I'm a little better at filtering some stuff than the next guy in the line at the coffee stand. So I like different than better because here's part of it. <laughs> of course you What do. if... And I would agree with that. What if our... our you know, big time air quotes here, skills at reading people and analyzing people, what if those actually get in the way? Like, what if we end up overthinking things and missing things no, because we're, we're using all these stupid, like, labels and jargon and we end up, like, getting all twisted in knots I think you're conceptually. right. I, I, and you bring up a really good point. And there's even research that suggests, like, um, that therapists and cops are like the worst at telling when people are telling you the truth or not, yeah, right? right? Like, right. obviously, the filter isn't better all the time, maybe even worse in yeah. some ways. Yeah, right. Um, and judging some, some things, but... Um, and that's, I guess that's what I mean. That it, Sure, maybe at times I'm better, but I, I kind of feel like if you really just average everything out, I'm not real confident that just because I'm a shrink, I'm, I'm, I come out ahead in any meaningful way in that respect. And, and I don't know what, and, I, and to Whatever a large extent, I think you're right. I, I do agree with you. I don't, you know, am I significantly better um, in a social context at judging or, or formulating some profile on somebody? Maybe not. However, and again, maybe it's just my pride. I, th I think the filter's different, and maybe in some contexts better, and maybe in some contexts worse, but, but definitely different. Yeah. But I think the the short answer to the question that we posed for this: <laughs> Are we constantly analyzing? Not in the way you think we are. Would you agree? Agree. Yeah. Or, or we could say, not in the way you think we are, or just no. <laughs> Because it sounds like what you're saying is contending you're not. Like, you shut that off sometimes. Right, and and my contention is, I don't know that you can shut that off. I think maybe it's still dripping sometimes, but I don't think there's a meaningful amount of okay. work being done. Okay. Yeah, I like that. You know, like, I don't, practically, I don't think it's... Until there's a situation where that might actually help you. Yeah. Like, I think about, and maybe this is my bias as a therapist or psychologist, but... Personally, I wouldn't be, if I ran into someone at a cocktail party and found out they were a psychologist, I would not be more, like, worried. Right. No, no. Because, like, I've, I've seen the other side of the curtain. It's not that impressive, people. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're back there. We're not, we're not all that enthralled. No, we, we're, we're, we're sitting on the floor with Okay, so here's, here's a question. You just, um, you and, and, and uh, your family were looking for a house, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you know something about social persuasion and how to entice people into an agreement. You don't use any of those techniques? When I you're... don't think I do. Like, I don't think I, I, don't think I would be a, 
on average, a better negotiator than anyone else or a better salesperson than anyone else. Really? No, definitely not. Even with your knowledge of those nope, things? Nope, nope, nope. Why, why not? Nope. Well, I just, I don't have any evidence that I would be. I think the burden's on me to, to prove that I would be better. I can't just assume that because I've been in grad school for psychology that I'm like... And historically, you can look back at some of those negotiations you've had and said, wow, I didn't really use any of that. Or it's, no, I, I don't really actively remember thinking, okay, I'm going to like put on my psychologist cap here and like, you know, kind of like Obi-Wan Kenobi, someone into doing what I want them to do. A lot of Star Wars references. A lot of Star Wars references. <laughs> Get used to it, people. Um, no, definitely not. Um, I do. Huh. Yeah. Well, clearly I am the young Padawan learner here and you are the, you are the master. <laughs> I, I like tell me, tell me about it. I, I've definitely gone into negotiations thinking like foot in the door technique let's open up this way you know like I know that if I can get them to name um, a price I can start from there right I want hmm. them to talk first I'm not going to open this up right I, I definitely go into some situations where I want the upper hand I'm just going to wait for them to talk and I'm going to stare at them and make them feel a little bit uncomfortable hmm. and I definitely do that sometimes yeah. You don't do that at all. The only time I can think of where I do anything close to that is when I'm trying to get my daughter not to throw her food all over the floor. <laughs> like, I feel like in parenting, there are thinking about reinforcement all day long every day with people as a behavioral therapist. It, it certainly helps a little bit with, uh, with toddler behavior, I think. But, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just much more deviant than you are. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I think I'm definitely. You're a Sith, not a Jedi. Ooh, ooh. I'm not comfortable with that just yet. <laughs> Maybe we'll learn more down the road. But right now, I'm, I'm just gonna not respond. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that one over there. Um. Yeah, I think I think I've definitely approached situations where I've um, mapped it onto a psychological template and chosen behaviors designed for some wanted outcome. Hmm. I don't think it's every situation, of course. I mean, that would, that would take, that'd be a, like you were saying, a lot of work. And it's probably not worth it <laughs> all. too lazy for that. I'm ordering coffee, you know, I'm not trying to brainwash anybody right now. But I think, I think there are some situations where, uh, for example, I bought my daughter, my daughter a car, right? And, and, in the negotiation, it was like, okay, I, here's how I want this to go. Mm. And I know that if it goes this way, I'm more likely to walk away with a better deal than if I allow him to open, right? Or if I allow these things to happen, then I'm probably not gonna get um, the deal I want. Yeah. Right? Or, or if you look at, um, there's a, uh, an article that came out recently looking at um, <laughs> just UFC fighters. And they looked at the smiles that occur in the um, weigh-in. After they weigh in, the fighters kind mm -hmm. of square off. And, yeah. and um, if one of them is smiling, you can significantly predict that one's going to lose the fight. <laughs> right? Hmm. So if I'm a UFC fighter... I'm not going to smile at the guy who I'm squaring off with. Huh. Right? Yeah. And if he smiles, I'm going to have a little bit more confidence in um, hmm. my bag, I think.
Hmm. And so I, I think these things get used a lot. Right? Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just less confident in, so I, I, I definitely think that there are skills that I've developed as a psychologist um, that I'm fairly good at using in therapy for therapeutic ends, mm -hmm. but I'm not at all confident that they are very domain general, like that they apply outside of the particular context of therapy. Like I'm just really, I don't have a lot of evidence that that's true. I do get feedback that I'm a fairly successful therapist. Right. But, but you know, thanks. But, but what you're saying is I don't apply these things outside of therapy. I don't, I don't think I do consciously uh -huh. very often. And I don't, even if I, even if I did, like, I got to think with. But you're kind of lying. I'm lying? Yeah. <laughs> you tell. Are you analyzing me right are now? Are you saying that in raising children, you don't use positive reinforcement? I do. And I, so I think there are some specific contexts where it's somewhat helpful. But I don't think I'm better at parenting overall uh, than someone who's not a psychologist. Or if I am, it's a pretty small difference. Like I'm just not at all confident that me talking about how positive or negative reinforcement affects someone's panic disorder, I, I just don't know that that translates super well to other contexts. Uh -huh. I just haven't, maybe it's because I haven't been doing this long enough, but I don't have a lot of evidence that that's true. Okay. Or maybe I'm just not paying attention to it. Maybe there is evidence, but I'm not aware of it. I, but I don't know. Hmm. Well, I, don't, I, I think I, I mean, could I use it a lot more? Probably. But I, I think there have been moments where I've, and, and did it help? Maybe. I don't know. That's another <laughs> assumption I have, too. You got totally ripped <laughs> off on that car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, and I, yeah I, that outcome, I can't speak to honestly I can't say yeah. because I you know referenced and then applied these things I walked away victorious I, I can't say that but I've definitely tried to say from what I know about these situations these outcomes are more probable if these things happen and I've tried to apply that yeah how many times? I don't know, but I've definitely done it. But see, just the fact that you don't know very much about the outcome, that would make me nervous that, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, nervous that it really is all that useful. Like, if you and, don't have obvious... And I would concede that... I'm, I would concede that I don't have a lot of information on the outcome. And, and I don't think outcomes are ever guaranteed. But when I'm going into a situation, I would rather be attempting to apply some of those things that I know are somewhat research-based and empirically supported theories of social interactions, right, than not. And, and I don't know the outcome. And, and, and even if... You use those techniques, but car salesmen use these techniques all the time. They're taught mm -hmm. these techniques all the time, right? Casinos use these techniques all the time, you know, so that you gamble more. Or, you know, commercials use these techniques all the time to, to 
that, that psychologists have developed to get you to buy their product. Does it work every time? No, right? Yeah. Not everybody who walks in the casino, you know, blows their retirement. Not everybody who watches a Coke commercial buys a Coke. Right. But it works often enough that these companies will will invest billions into um, those processes. So I think <laughs> my reasoning is it might be a good investment for me as well. <laughs> How's that for a rationalization? <laughs> How'd I do? That's as good as play today to drop the mic. <laughs> there you go.